Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 49. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by producer extraordinaire, the Canardian, Mark Carabin. How you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. It was exciting. Um, and I'm very excited because I'm going to talk about what I did, but I want to introduce some beautiful people, though, before mm-hmm. I do that, Mark. We are joined, actually, by a couple. So this is the the... the the co-op couch is growing now. We had to get mm-hmm. like one of those sectionals. We're, yeah, we're um, definitely needing a sectional now. Exactly. A maybe it pulls out. Chairs you know, or it something next to you. Yeah. The fancy ones with cup holders, maybe power outlets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All down. We're, getting, we're, we're in it to be comfortable and social, but socially distanced. So it's big enough, six feet apart. You know, it's huge. It's the biggest sectional in the world. But I want to introduce these folks because they are very special people that do special things and cool things and the first time that uh, we have had uh, two people on as guests and uh, they represent a very special group but I'm going to let them explain that we've got Becky Navarro and Lee Navarro couple of hi guys I'm back Lee's back happy to be here So, guys, um, and, and Becky, before we tell everybody about what you guys do, Becky, you're new. So give us your geek elevator pitch or your geek origin, as it would be, on how you became a geek. Uh, let's see. That really has to go back to the fact that my father was always a geek. So I was brought up on extreme geekiness between uh, anything NASA related and also computers because he was a programmer. And way back in the day before anybody really had personal computers in their house, um, we had one. It was DOS. We played video games together. Um, and that was really my entrance to geekdom was learning the, the, the form and function of the early days of PC through the programming perspective and playing, well, Wolfenstein at an age that probably was not appropriate. <laughs> Nine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. Was that the extent of the uh, sound effects in that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty much it. And the, the, the quick closing doors that were just, yeah. 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 I still remember it. To dogs. This day. Dogs, yes. bullets, and those poor dogs. Yeah. Oh man. Cyber Nazis. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We got parents that we, you know, can raise us right. And, and hopefully, you know, you guys are raising geeks. Mark's raising geeks. I've raised a geek who's more in a PC than I ever thought he would be. So he's a good kid. But uh, my connection to you is Ray and I played Destiny the Alpha. And somehow through that, you know, I've never played with a rando before, but Ray and I connected. And then that's how he connected me to you, Lee, and your team. And you had me on your podcast back in the day. Yes, we've, uh, oh my gosh, that was, we've had you on a, at least a couple times. And, uh, you know, I've been on uh, a few of your podcasts. Um, I remember about a year or so ago, I was uh, I was subbing for for uh, Mr. Carabin there while he was on vacation in Disney, I believe. So uh, you yeah. brought me in, and yeah, that was uh, a little yeah, over was, a year. That was a little over a year ago, and then uh, I believe we also did something uh, around the time that the Switch was uh, was being uh, unveiled. Um, that was with a few others. So uh, yeah, we 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 go a long ways, Mr. To- Mr. Oxtra. We've uh, we've had a lot of uh, podcasting together. Yes, and something uh, something Becky and I have in common. We're both married to two beautiful Filipino women. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, I downloaded this app. It was like a face app thing that converted you from like male to female and everything. 
and I downloaded, I, I applied all the settings and everything, and I showed it to Becky. I go, my God, I'm so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just outrageously amazing how gorgeous I looked. I said, I'm a top 10 model if you ever, you know, <laughs> that was real. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can you can start moonlighting, uh, doing some catfishing if you ever get I really could. bored. Yeah, you know, right. my my friend was telling me I should uh, I should start up an OnlyFans with that image. <laughs> I said I don't think that's gonna go over well. Ooh, ooh, I'm ooh. sure you could pull it off. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> might be uh, might be illegal in some countries, but yeah, uh, possibly. <laughs> Before we move on, we want to talk about a friend that's we all know and is very close to us, and mm-hmm. that is Bobby Pauls. So, Mark, uh, give people an update on on what's going on with Bobby. So, Bobby is uh, currently in the hospital uh, with COVID. Basically, is uh, is is um, I guess the the long and short of it. Uh, he has been in there since uh, November. I want to say first or second. I believe uh, we've been getting updates from his uh, niece, Ashley or Ashlyn. Sorry. Um, And that's that's basically it. We're taking it kind of one day at a time, uh, hoping that some updates come through. Um, Basically, he's stable and there's small improvements every day. But we're just kind of keeping our fingers crossed and, and sending out hopes, prayers, whatever you feel like doing, positive energy, whatever it is. Uh, but there's also a GoFundMe, so a little bit of support for Bobby. Um, he does a lot of stuff for a lot of people. So um, Ashlyn set up this GoFundMe. She set a pretty low goal at first. It blew past that goal. She set another goal. It blew past that goal. Um, and uh, right now, as of time of recording, it's a little over $6,000, which is uh, incredible. And I know Bobby will be very, very happy uh, to see that when he gets out. So uh, to anyone that has donated, thank you. Uh, to anyone who is thinking about it, thank you as well. And to anyone that can't, keep Bobby in your thoughts. Uh, like I said, prayer, uh, pray if you, if you do. Um, you know, just uh, just send that positive energy because uh, Bobby is a fantastic guy who's brought a lot of people together and a lot of joy to a lot of people. And uh, I know I wouldn't be in the same kind of podcasting space if it weren't for Bobby. Um, so yeah, just can't wait to, uh, to get that first text for him when he's, uh, from him when he's, when he's back out. So, uh, yeah. Just as an anecdote actually to Bobby, I met him last year, um, at extra life, um, up here in Rome, New York and meeting him was like just seeing your friend, like that you've already met before, not, you know, in person, just, he was just so natural, so easygoing, so wonderful. Um, and you know, it was just such a pleasure to meet him. I wish we could have spent a little bit more time together, but you know, he, he drove up on the day of extra life after working six hours, drove the five and a half hours up here and, and, and showed up. And I mean, he was just, he was just so, such a pleasure to meet. Um, and you know, we, we got to see him again the next day, and I, I just, I was just so ecstatic to, to have finally met him. But at the same time, it also felt just so normal and so natural that, uh, that he was there. So, you know, when we heard about it, uh, you know, our hearts sunk, but we definitely uh, um, have kept him in our prayers and our thoughts, and, and are hoping that, uh, you know, he recovers and recovers well and recovers quickly from mm-hmm. from this. Absolutely, and especially because 
you know, I need somebody to take Lee off my hands one day. So <laughs> get better. Yeah, there's there's no one I love driving as crazy as Bobby. Uh, and anyone who's listened to his guest appearances on this show or any kind of collaboration, we pick on each other like brothers. And that's how I consider Bobby. So, uh, yeah. yeah, speedy recovery, my friend. If you can just send him a note on Twitter, you know, watch his stuff. Because he is a great talent, and we miss you, buddy. So get better, get healthy, and come back on the show so we can make fun of you, too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> with that, folks, this is a video game podcast. Man, sometimes I forget that. But we've been probably been playing some games, hopefully. So, Becky, what have you been playing? Oh, well, it's been all over the place. Um, I think my biggest game lately that I've been playing is Graphic Design Simulator, so that's because I've been doing a lot of graphics lately, um, constantly for so many different things. Like that has been my main game lately. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I thought that a- was a real game, like I game development like, simulator. You know, because like, there's so many of those. I was like. I kind of need to hear about this, but okay. All right. No, it's just legit. You just, all right. Sorry. Old, old shout out back to uh nerd overdrive days mm-hmm. of, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, but a lot of uh, Brawlhalla has been a big one among us. Nothing too overly serious. I tried jumping onto um, PC building simulator actually during extra life. <laughs> but, um, you know, because of that whole steam sharing thing and some updates that were being done, I wasn't able to, to really get into it until Lee passed out. And by then I was too exhausted. Um, <laughs> you know, Ghost of Tsushima. I've been doing remote play on my PC. Um, I guess we'll talk about that once we get to the next section a little bit more. And uh, it, it's been a lot of, you know, little mobile games because we're so we've been so crazy lately. It's just like sitting down to actually play a game is uh, sometimes a little little much when you don't have that dedicated time and you just don't want to get interrupted. Mm-hmm. Anything you play on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> To escape the kids. Yeah, we've all been there. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 Little little dice games, little stupid, really stupid games of the mom break hiding in the bathroom, except now we've got two dogs invading the bathroom on top of it. So, you know. <laughs> well, my no, son stop. is playing puzzles and dragons constantly, even though he has access to every other console. So I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just need to chill out and play Alto's Adventure. That's uh, like that's such a Zen game. If you guys haven't played it, just if you need that mental break, just just play that. And it's just it's so it's so great. Or the Garbage Pail Kids app. Or that. Or yeah, that. (laughs) Yes. Look at disgusting babies or play a very Zen snowboarding game. Whatever you guys want to do to relax. Either is good. (laughs) Lee, what about you, bud? What have you been playing? Uh, let's see. I've been I have had such game ADD because I just got a 49 inch ultra wide monitor. <laughs> so it's um yeah, so basically I've been trying every single thing that I could throw at it just to see if I could, you know, if I could break my PC somehow. Everything's been handling just perfectly. Um or uh Forza Horizons was oh my god. <laughs> like geez, just the general immersion of of uh, a 5120 by 1440p panel was just outrageous um because this thing is you know hdr 1000 with a thousand r curve i mean it simulates the human eye in terms of its like curvature so um forza i did um i I was playing the division two just 
just because it's one of my favorites to uh, as one of my favorite shooters. Um, Ghost Recon Wildlands, just to again, it, just to see like what these environments look like with with this panel. Just that's been my main thing. Uh, World of Warcraft was in there. Starcraft Two was in there. Diablo Three was in there. All of these games. Uh, like I said, severe game ADD, one after another after another. I played some something for maybe half an hour, forty minutes, and then I switched over to something else, and you know, not really making any progress in any of them, but just kind of going around and just enjoying it, enjoying the environment as a whole. So, yeah, that's uh, that's been my gaming, uh, just my gaming ADD the past uh, couple of weeks. I forgot about StarCraft. That was something that I totally forgot to mention. Lee brought me over to the dark side. Yeah. Just when they're closing I, I, she, it down and not creating any more content. Perfect timing. <laughs> it's her first time playing StarCraft ever in any wow. way. So, so I was like teaching her like how to play Terran and what to do. And then we also had our son who's who was um, really invested into it, trying to like really learn it. And so one evening after work, I come home and they're saying they're telling me, all right, get in your computer. We're playing StarCraft. OK. Are we playing as a whole team, or no? We're gonna take on you, the two of us. Ah, uh, <laughs> wow. <a> rush. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it wasn't very to... pretty. No. <laughs> I That's actually, amazing. I created a situation where my son's PC actually crashed oh, because of the number of units that I pumped out. Yes. Wow. Is this pumped, Star Trek? I had or Starcraft no, or is Starcraft Star 2. Two. Okay. Starcraft Two. I ended up putting out. I think it was close to. 75 ultralisks on him and then he it just like went into his base and he goes how'd you do that i'm fast and you gave me time amazing yeah so that was no no easy mode in your house i guess that's no there uh, is no easy mode. yeah when when he tried to play me in hockey one time he was like all right (laughs) and i told him do you want me to take it easy or he's no 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 just play i'm like okay you know, three periods later, it was like 31 nothing. I'm going, next. <laughs> and then he started practicing and figuring things he out. Did. Ah, he did. Nice. He actually scored like six goals on me one game, and I said, good job, kid. He goes, yeah, but you still scored like 40. I'm going, I know, but still, you put six on <laughs> Something. me. Something, yeah. You guys, you, gotta, you need super blood hockey, so, oh, so even good. if he can't score on you, he can permanently cripple your players. Right, and hit you with which he did. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Perfect. One of his uh, slap shots hit my created player in the face, knocked me out for the whole game. I said, well, fine. You know what? You're going to nice. do that? Okay. I'm I'm pulling my goalie. I'm just going six on five the whole game. That's awesome. The son must defeat uh, the father, and that's where I'm at right now with the 15-year-old. It's just not even a competition. So I, I just give in and enjoy it. So you got a few more years, well, Lee. I, I know. And that's the thing I said. I'm waiting for that day where, 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 where the, uh, the, the, the student defeats the master. Oh, it'll come. It'll come. I, I know. Is I'm, that, I'm waiting for that day. That's getting riskier with Todd's house though, because he's, he's got a little martial artist there. So if Todd right? beats him in a video game, he's getting a roundhouse kick to the face. So I think it's like, uh, <laughs> let him, let the kid win in Mario Kart and maybe not lose some teeth i don't know it's a, todd you're in a tricky situation right up there but i absolutely am but i am an imposing figure <laughs> at five foot four so i'll just you know <laughs> use my stature to maintain it. although hey listen Wolver- it works too. for wolverine bud that's right yeah, I'm, todd, I'm, we're I'm, the same height <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, you're like a giant all of a sudden 
I know. <laughs> yeah, my son's taller than me now, though, so he probably took after my dad, which is good. But yeah, so Mark, you've yep. been playing a game I have been playing as well. Yeah, sadly, I've not been playing it where I wanted to play it, but uh so I, we'll we'll talk a little bit about new consoles later, I think, but uh, not you know spoiler alerts maybe. But uh, I still don't have my Series X. It is uh, a week after launch right now, and it should be here tomorrow. But as of right now, I'm I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my Xbox One, and uh, it's it's a base Xbox One, so I'm I'm not even on the One X. So it, it it's still a very pretty game. It still runs pretty well, but I've been also holding back on playing too much of the game because I want to experience that game fully on the Series X when it arrives. So, yeah, basically I put up a little review over on uh, thecanerdian.com, and I think the plan now, uh, because I really wanted to have kind of a full review ready for this and, and talk about the full game and whatever – um, so I think what I might do, and Todd, we, we kind of chatted about this briefly earlier. Um, I might make like a, a special bonus episode of the podcast or something and just kind of uh, take my written review and maybe, you know, talk a little bit about it um, and, and post that up. So um, that would be the first time I think we've done a separate bonus review. But now that we have our own solo feed, uh, I think maybe that's a good place to put that out. Uh, it'll also be, you know, a written review up at, uh, like I said, thecanerdian.com. And uh, anyway, that's 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 all I'll say too <laughs> about that for now. But uh, I'm really enjoying this game. I love the series. Uh, this is, in a lot of ways, kind of reminding me of, uh, of Black Flag, uh, where you have this protagonist who is already a badass, already this kind of like fearsome guy uh or girl or uh mixed if you Mm -hmm. if you choose to let the animus decide which i am doing um and it's uh but it's it's also kind of a continuation of the last two games uh origins and odyssey where it's leaning more towards rpg elements uh this one in a lot of ways even more so so it's uh it's for me a, a fan of the series since day one it's cool to see the game progress but if you skipped a couple maybe you haven't played one since black flag and you try to get into this you're you're going to be a little thrown off i think um todd let's let's uh maybe at this point get a few insights from you how's your time with the game so far um i'm very early on but i was surprised how quickly they let you know oh the animus still exists because i didn't know if it still exists or not because i have not really been too deep into assassin's creed i've tried a couple didn't catch me um i tried origin which i it, it once i started to have to like be stealthy i said nope because uh, i was <laughs> spending my time trying to hide uh origin or odyssey i played a little bit more I enjoyed it a little bit more, but I got overwhelmed very quickly, and I haven't gone back to it. Mm-hmm. And this feels a lot like Odyssey, but to your point, Mark, the one of the things they even let you do is ex- basically choose your difficulty in like the three more main parts of the game. Uh, exploration, do you want a lot of dots on your map or not very many? Uh, stealth, do you want to get basically have dumb guards or get you know, <laughs> caught out of the corner of somebody's eye? And I think the other one's yeah. combat. So I chose uh, stealthy, lots of dots on the map, and then uh, just standard combat. So and I chose the animus decides which sex she'll be, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It's fun. Um, 
And I, I tell you, it's funny, the, the, the female Ivor, are you the same name, Ivor, regardless of yes, sex? Yes, yeah. Okay. Her voice reminds me of like Christian Bale in Batman. Where she <laughs> kind of talks like this. It's like it, I it does feel voice. forced a little yeah. bit at, at points. Uh, there's other points that it, it feels like she's not forcing. It feels more natural, and and she kind of lets go. But at, at those points, sometimes she'll drop the accent. So I'm I'm kind of yeah I am kind of torn on the voice acting because some of the characters are really really good, but like you said the the um the female Aver is is a little off putting at some. <laughs> That's some it's junk. Yeah, it's very like it's, mm, it's a little too much, too yeah. much. Uh, yeah. But the other thing I think is a, is is a loss, and you can probably comment more on this. But uh, in the in Odyssey, what I liked was you could be the bird and then mark like uh, enemies and things. They got rid of that, so that was very odd. Decision. Yeah, yeah. I I really thought my game was broken or I was doing something wrong when you first send your raven up because it, it yeah in in uh, Origins or or whatever it was so easy and the bird was so helpful and helped you spot targets and see through buildings and just it was like a very helpful well, eagle it was great yeah <laughs> it was it was, it was a drone basically and this one's just kind of like yeah here fly your crow up for a minute and you know there might be something over there i don't know it's like it's like a, like eagles are so majestic and useful and crows are kind of like yeah whatever do you do whatever you want. You just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> do yeah, it's like a crow's just like, I don't care, whatever, man. There's probably something over there. I don't care, whatever. Um, <laughs> feed me something. Uh, I'm just going to caw at you. So yeah, this, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. It, they've just kind of like taken away the usefulness, but I, for some reason, I still like flying the crow around. Yeah. You can mark things. Yeah. You can, you can kind of mark where you're going yeah. or see kind of a general, direction of maybe where you should be or an interest point is but it's it's incredibly broad uh and maybe i don't know i have it on kind of like normal settings for everything so like you said you have dots increased i thought maybe that would help the crow but that that's not the case it's a little overwhelming because then there's just too much stuff to see it's like oh there's five million things pointing up so i'm like maybe that was a bad idea i think you can adjust (laughs) anywhere in the game but i like that um but i'm also playing this on ps5 so game okay. license the game, I put the, you know, the disc in and it was so cool because automatically it says, hey, you get a free PS5 upgrade. I'm like, thank you. I'll take that. Commence the 43 gigabyte download. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I guess is, it's very common with a lot of these games. Like I, I think it was that Master Chief collection. One of the, one of the games, I forgot what it was. It was like, oh no, Gears 5. That's what it was. It was like, oh yeah, blow this upgraded. Enjoy your 120 gigabyte download. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a, yeah. I had to laugh at uh, the PS Trophy Room. Uh, Kyle, I think, said on a, on a fairly recent episode something about like going uh, physical, like the bu- benefits yeah. of going physical. I was like, oh, honey, no, that's like just just straight up not going to be a thing this generation. Like to take advantage of the SSD, you're not going to be able to get those read speeds. Uh, like, well, actually, that's, that's it basically read the disc at all. The disc yeah, just, no, oh, I was going to say, yeah, that is, yeah. it's going to be a faster a download. It's just yeah. DRM. It's a DRM. Is, faster download of assets, I'd say, that it, depending on your internet speed. Yes, it's going to basically be, the it's installing off the Blu-ray, so that's the one thing that's faster than downloading, most likely, mm. uh, for that piece. But yeah, any updates are going to come digital, so yeah, we're on the boat. So, But my yeah. benefit is I can get games from Gamefly for free, essentially. I don't have to put in the 60 bucks. If I don't like a game, I can send it back, so that's one of my benefits. But it was kind of cool yeah. to see that. It looks cool. Um, this game, though, I don't know if it's done any, like... 
I'm still learning with PS5, and I'll go into this a little bit later, but I'm not 100% clear. Like, some games have performance and fidelity modes and things like that. This game doesn't seem like it has it. It's just, like, it's everything. Boom, here you go. Right. It doesn't let you uh, choose. It just goes full. Yeah, and I, I, PS5 can't do the 4K60 or whatever. It, the... can, it can. It's not native, but ultimately, okay. I, I really think that parsing of native versus that, nobody's eyes can tell. Yeah, it's, it's shenanigans. It's definitely marketing shenanigans. Like I said, on a, a basic Xbox One, this game is still beautiful. Absolutely. I've been like climbing, scaling mountains and just like stopping on the side of the mountain. Very, very happy it doesn't have a, a getting tired mode like Breath of oh. the Wild did because I just straight up fall to my death constantly because I keep just spinning the camera around being like, damn, this is beautiful. But like <laughs> I would straight up just like Avor would be dead so many times over uh, just by looking at the vistas. It's it's spectacular. Uh, Lee, Becky, do you guys have any experience with the Assassin's Creed franchise? Are you fans? Are you anticipating this game? Do you plan on picking it up or i have oh go ahead no i was just Wait. about to say i'm not much of a an ac person like i've seen all the games i i thought they were awesome like todd i'm not a stealthy type of person um at all i'm more of the bum russian and just <laughs> stuff <laughs> but, that's how i've been playing this it's just like yeah. you can sneak in or you can attack and i'm like oh no dual wield axes let's go yeah yeah so i've been very interested um just because of the of course scenery like you were mentioning the the time period things mm-hmm. you know of course if anybody watches vikings or anything like that obviously this is the game for you um <laughs> so yeah i've been interested in that regard um versus lee which he'll tell you i've played ever since the first ac um i i've been playing i've played them all on pc at this point i've never so i remember the first ac was i i was sitting in my bedroom in my mom's house and trying to install the game from the slower internet that i used to have that day because it was all digital and everything but that was my that was my love affair with it like right from right from the very beginning just because of the historical time period and the nature of the whole thing Really, I'm a history buff, and it is one of the most fascinating things about the AC series is that it brings you to these time periods that no other games really have have ventured into. Um, you know, uh, when was the last time we had an Egyptian time period game, or or uh, you know, aside from God of War, a Greek uh, Greek time period? Absolutely. You know, in in this case, Vikings. I can't even recall a, a game of uh, uh, of this nature. I mean, yeah, we had like. Uh, oh God! What was that game that um, Blizzard did years ago? Uh, I can't remember. There was well, there was a, there Rune. Was a, there was a game called yeah, Rune. There was yeah, another. Something like yeah, that. there's been some. But dice. you guys, it, wait, you don't consider Lost Vikings for the Super Nintendo uh, historically? That's, that's the one I was the one. Uh, yeah, okay. That's the one. No, that's okay. No, I don't yeah. believe that's historically no. accurate. Oh man, maybe. <laughs> my childhood's <laughs> ruined now. I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I just disappointed my birthday twin. <laughs> good old days when they were making blackthorn as well come on bring yeah. those days of blizzard back but i i am very intrigued and i have um i have that ubisoft plus subscription service oh, yeah. so um you know I, i'm definitely going to be installing this to uh i can't wait to see it on here yeah <laughs> this is gonna be it's gonna this be is cool. gonna be nuts yeah it's yeah. gonna be absolutely nuts um you know it, it's it's definitely from what i've seen um on the console space at, at the very least it does have a very beautiful graphical fidelity so um you know for for how i'm going to play it on on here at 100 plus frames per second it's just going to be very 
very smooth and very mm. nice to play. Nice. Good That's thing awesome. you just got some upgrades. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was going to say, I think, I'm not sure what engine this is on, but I'm thinking, what I'm hopeful is, these next-gen consoles, along with PC and where it's going, will get new engines that, I, I don't feel like this game is taking advantage of next-gen. I think it's better looking. I wasn't blown away. I think it's going to be the next, next game where they can say, we're going to leave behind these old pieces of hardware, and we're going to go forward, and then everybody can take advantage from the ground floor of all these cool, convenient features. So, I can't yeah, wait I think they use I think they used that Anvil engine on it. Yeah. That's the one that yep. they had from mm-hmm. all the way from, like, Unity still. Yeah. From AC yeah. Unity and Syndicate. So, um, yeah, definitely, I think uh, engine wise we're we're looking at a lot of these uh a lot of these developers are, are going to look future forward now that uh you know we, we've got these next gen consoles and we've got we'll talk about it in a little bit but we've got uh manufa- hardware manufacturers for PCs that are just leaps and bounds now just going nuts with what they're doing so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think we're we're looking at uh at, at definitely an elevation on, in terms of uh graphical fidelity to a different level Mark, another game you've been playing looks interesting. It's a brand new game, and mm-hmm. um, I've been hearing good things about it. Yeah, uh, so The Pathless uh, just came out on PS4, PS5, PC, I believe, and the way I've been playing it is Apple Arcade. Um, there's a, for once, not my dog barking. I was going to say, not I'm my dog either. so happy right now, because it's always, always my dog. Uh, so yeah, The Pathless um is uh it, it's giving me breath of the wild type vibes where it just kind of drops you into the world you're set to kind of go out you can see a couple of beacons and a couple of little things throughout uh throughout your view i guess your your small view you find out pretty quickly and uh you you're kind of just tasked with going around finding what's out there and 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 you know making a path you're the pathless but you have to kind of make your own path um and at first all you have is a bow and arrow uh there are some targets and stuff and you kind of learn as you go what the different moves are but it's it's a pretty limited move set um that you can kind of start stringing together like i i just kind of accidentally discovered that if you're in the air when you shoot one of the target enemy things uh you actually kind of get this like cool boost thing so as you learn that then you could oh maybe i can get uh maybe i can get over there using this technique or maybe i can do that so uh basically yeah you you eventually find this person or thing uh the god slayer i believe is the, the name of that um and uh and some things happen i'm not going to get into spoiler territory because this is a great game and i think you should play it but uh it's yeah you you also get a little bird helper who is uh much more helpful than the arsehole crows that uh, (laughs) you find in valhalla this one actually will will lift things (laughs) up for you and will lift you up and you can kind of glide and uh, as you collect more things, you can do kind of um, double jumps like you can hold on to the bird and then he'll go up a little bit or she uh, whatever. But anyway, it's uh, it is a cool game. I'm pretty early so far. Like I said, it just came out Friday on uh, on Apple Arcade and PS4, PS5, I think PC. 
I should have double checked that one. But uh, anyway, it's uh, it's really cool. And I, I like that I just play it anywhere. So I've been playing it on my iPad. I played it on my phone a little bit at my parents' place uh, over the weekend. And I've been playing it on the Apple TV 4K. Um, one problem I've noticed with the Apple TV is frame rate drops. So I'm hoping that's not the same. I, I didn't experience that on any other platform. And it was only once on the Apple TV that it got really severe. Uh, I'm guessing that's because most of Apple TV stuff is streaming or something, but um, it was a weird little hiccup, but uh, yeah, not, not too bad. It's uh, it's cool. If you have Apple, Apple Arcade, there's no reason not to download it. Um, but yeah, definitely consider picking it up on another platform. So I, I'm sorry, this is totally, because we're really good at this, bringing it off topic with Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your opinion on it? Because we're actually going to get Apple One as of December 1st. And that's been something that I've been really kind of interested in exploring, especially considering all the different services that are out there. I mean, it's it's a little crazy um, to the uh, level of stuff that, you know, you have to subscribe for now. What's your what's the big sell with Apple Arcade? Like, what have you found is the the big thing, obviously, besides being an awesome Apple user? Um, with Apple Arcade, I, I there, there's been a few games that I've really gotten hooked on. Like Grindstone is one of them. Um, what the Golf, I thought, was absolutely hilarious. Um, Sneaky Sasquatch was delightful. That was um, hilarious to play. That was a I played that on my game. Apple Apple um, on my Apple TV. Yeah. Um, Oceanhorn 2, I thought, uh, again, kind of, you know, Zelda-ish vibes, but a very different way than uh, than this one. Um, so, yeah, I like for me, um, I'm forgetting something that I just played. Through. Oh, Exit the Gungeon. That was another great one. Um, so, that, yeah, I mean, they it's, it's not, you know, phone games aren't something that I'm always playing. But uh, like you said, every once in a while, you don't want to sit there. Uh, at your TV, at a console, at a PC, whatever. Um, and and as like I, so I've I've had Apple Arcade for a bit because uh, again, you know, I just it's one of those subscription things that I, I find the value. Uh, if I play a new game once a month or once every couple of months, it's worth the five bucks. But now with Apple One, um, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of built in. So <laughs> depending on which services you want to subscribe to. Um, you know, you either get it for free or you're already willing to pay for Apple Arcade. So in my case with Apple One, um, I'm, I kind of consider myself getting, uh, was it Fitness Plus and News for free? Because I'm, I'm not paying anything more for Apple One than I was paying before. With all my, like, with Apple Music, like the family plan, uh, I had the two terabyte iCloud drive uh, storage tier already. Um and whatever else, like I was already paying that whatever, like 30 something dollars a month. So now, um, yeah, I'm getting all of those services for the exact same price. Um, so I, yeah, I'm, you know, it's, it's, uh, definitely not the best service. And I, I kind of resent Apple for, uh, handicapping or, you know, just straight up killing other streaming platforms, uh, but having Apple arcade, but, um, you know, you download each one individually. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, but it's it's a decent service. Right. One thing I like about it is the trust, uh, the trust factor. I suppose. Uh, what I mean by that is I can trust 
that Apple Arcade games aren't going to be gotcha games just waiting for my money or my, you know, oh, buy 10 gems for 20 bucks. And it's like, no, I don't <laughs> want to do that. And with Apple Arcade games, you know that you're paying the subscription, so you're not going to get that kind of bullshit, which ticks me off all the time. So that, that to makes me, is, me happy. Well, right. listen, yeah. that's yes. only been a couple games that I have racked up some serious <laughs> spending <laughs> we've with. We've all done it. We've all uh, we've all experienced that. So that to me is the biggest draw probably for Apple Arcade is I know that if I'm looking for something mindless, stupid on my phone or iPad or wherever, and, and you get that, you know, cross save capabilities as well. But uh, that's the big one for me is I'm not going to be bugged and pestered for uh, like, hey, I know you want to get to the next level really quick, but buy $20 worth of stupid gems and maybe you'll get a chance. Uh, not going to happen. So. <laughs> That's that's the big selling that's point for me. Such a good. Oh, thing shut up, dear. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, those pesky teenagers, you know, spending all that microtransactions. Don't want yes, that happening. Those yes. teenagers, those yes. pesky teenagers that, yes. you know, I have none of except for <laughs> this other adult that I live with. We've all been there. We've all been there. So okay, 100%. Becky. Yeah, it happens. Yes, it does. Yeah, so uh, moving on, I'm going to give a little background on the PS5. So uh, I'll tell you a story about a man named Console Claus, um, who <laughs> somehow was able to pre-order everything for PlayStation 5s, one digital, the rest disc-based, one Xbox Series S, and one Xbox Series X. I ended up finally uh, ending up with just the four playstations because i realized oh, what is I that all do. i know that's all that's all uh but the good news is all the other playstations are going to friends so that's the good thing uh three of the four arrived on launch day two from sony one from target and then uh the digital arrived last and it's really wonderful <laughs> uh, and i canceled the ask because i'm like i don't really need the ask and i'm like Man, I wish I should have hold on that because I'm sure somebody could have used it. Um, and then the axe, it was so funny because the axe was for another friend. But it was like uh, Amazon gave me the, oh, this console may arrive by December 31st. I'm like, and then they said, let us know by December 10th if you still want. I'm like, screw you, Amazon. My friend got mm-hmm. one from Costco and actually arrived, arrived today. So, Mark, he got that system ordered on Friday and is getting it today. I don't know what was going on with this launch. It really doesn't make any sense. People are getting... Uh, PS5s with discs um, for free rather than the digital one for some reason. It makes no sense. It's so bizarre, but it's like it's a bonus, I guess. My guess is PlayStation made very few of the digital-based because they were going to take it in the pants. They said, mm-hmm. you know what? Some people out, people will probably be happy, even though they're getting the booty version because it's got a very fine booty. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at it critically, <laughs> it sticks out curves. There. It definitely does. So, yeah. So, I mean, um, I got mine on uh, launch day. I really enjoyed it. The setup was very easy, but they had some different things. I was like, oh, this is surprising. You know, two, what is it? Two two points authentication, which is kind of cool. So you can use your phone for security. And other than that, it was really fast. I mean, my, my user base showed up. Um, it was probably five minutes total. That was it. Boots up very fast. My HDMI is the slowest thing. My HDMI wouldn't switch over. It was slower than my console because I, I have a switch for my HDMI because I only have one HDMI 2.0 po- po- uh, port on my TV. 
but I have multiple devices that are 4K60, HDR, and all that fun stuff. So I have a uh, uh, HDMI 2 switch, which takes care of everything, which is great. But because when you do that, the switch, there's delays to get HDMI. It sucks, right. but it's what you do when you upgraded your TV in 2016 because you were dumb. So it's time for a new TV <laughs> is what you're saying. That's how they get not say that and she would kill me so that's okay um but um, wait you let you order 16 ps4s and 18 xboxes but you won't let you buy a new tv well something's not uh, something's not adding up here it's okay she didn't she didn't yell at me so she knows it's all coming back uh but other than that um it was great um one of the things that is cool uh because it shows your playstation library just like Xbox, it shows all your all your games on PS Plus. Shows every game on PS Plus I own. It shows all the games on PS Now that'll play, and it'll also show I forgot what else. Shows some other stuff too. Lots of games. I'm like I'm overwhelmed by games. So so many games there. It shows you which are, and you can search by you know PlayStation Five games, PlayStation Four games, whatever, PlayStation Three games. Very cool. Works really well. Um, I got uh, two Dual Senses. It's awesome. But man, oh man, you cannot find any of these accessories. The camera sold out, the charger sold out, the media remote sold out, so good luck with that. Um, but yeah, the system is a beast. It's huge. It's wide. Well, it's tall, uh, but I have mine uh, horizontally because I don't. my media center is not tall enough for any console, quite honestly. The Switch is the only one I can do vertically because my shelves are like eight, eight inches tall, so it won't fit anything. So everything's going sideways. Perfectly fine with that. My console is not wide enough to put anything by the side because my TV is 65 inches and takes up the length or the, the width of that. So the system's got to go on the shelf, which is fine. It's completely open. It's a glass, you know, three-tiered. Works great. Love it. All my things are there. I put my, my, my mini consoles next to my PlayStation 5, so it looks like it's eating them, like the big fish eats little fishes. <laughs> so, very fun. It's seriously just Godzilla going after Tokyo at this point. It's it's an amazing setup to see. Yeah, and it's fine. I mean, like I said, once it's there, I don't even notice it. And if you're looking at your console, you're doing it wrong. Don't look at your console. It's just, it's just a box that does your thing. And I did say this. If the PlayStation 5 was the reverse, black in the outside, white in the middle, like an Oreo, I think it would get less like notice, but with that white, it's so stark and bright. I want them to put that review on the box of the PS5. It's just a box that does the thing. (laughs) That's that's our that's our review. Six out of six. There was something I saw. There's something I saw online today on Facebook, and they took the head of uh, they had the PlayStation standing vertical. And if anybody knows from the show Yu-Gi-Oh. Seto Kaiba's head was popped on top of it, and it looked exactly like the way his his whatever he's wearing in that show. And I'm going, that's actually legit. That looks like him, and it was hysterical. I I, I just could not stop laughing when I saw that while I was at work today. You, you got to love that the PlayStation designer that said he actually wanted to make it bigger, but the engineers got so mad at him. He's, what are you doing? He's, I like things that are cool. But he makes, he, but he actually has embraced all the memes. He thinks it's funny. It's a very seamless system. I've tried the backwards compatibility. It works great. I had Crash Bandicoot 4. I got an external SSD that's USB because I wanted to transfer things back back and forth very quickly if I needed to. I don't have to worry about that right now because PlayStation's not letting us. So basically, only thing you can do off of the USB right now is st- play and store ps4 games ps5 games do not I, i'm expecting that to be an upgrade because playstation port and get usb support 
until two years after the system launched. Mm. So these things, day one, they're going to change. We've had these things for five days. It's going to be okay. Zero days. I, yeah, exactly. So as of right now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> minus, no, Mark, you're at minus whatever. <laughs> Waiting. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying a lot, but really quickly, I just want to touch on some of the games I've put some time into. Um, Astrobot, this is the game that comes with the system. It's essentially a demo for the DualSense. And I tell you, the this game is wonderful. It is a fantastic platformer. It is so clever, so funny, embraces the dual sense. It's a good platformer. It's so much fun. This is by the same team that made the Rescue Bot Adventure on PlayStation VR. They know what they're doing. It's wonderful. The mosh to PlayStation, all the systems, the memory cards and everything, it's hilarious. I love it. Um, and it's and it's a five-hour game, so it's essentially a real game, and it's for free. So it's like, why not? And it's wonderful. Um, so definitely check that out. It's a game that comes for free. Just just play it. You'll enjoy it. It's so uh, just wonderful, especially of children. I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, the next game was Bug Snacks. This is PS Plus. It's free. Uh, I think at least this month and maybe next month as well. This game is so goofy and just silly and fun. And I love it. I, I just think it's a sense of humor. It's kind of like a Pokemon Snap meets Pokemon. That's first person. You you capture these bug snacks, can feed them to people, and then they turn into <laughs> these snacks. It's so weird. The sense of humor is funny. Basically, you're an investigator trying to figure out if the bug snacks are real or not. So your your editors <laughs> like Jonah Jameson and getting mad at you. Uh, it's it's just wonderful. It's just a fun Amazing. game. Normally 25 bucks on PC. There's a lot of fun family games on PlayStation. I mean, along with Sackboy, which I did not play, which is also on both. It's you know an exclusive to Sony, but it's on both systems. But once again, that's a that's a four-player co-op like uh, Mario Land 3D World is kind of what people have com- uh, compared it to. And they finally fixed the platforming. It's not horrible anymore. Like they made it a real <laughs> platform. People are saying it's really good. That's there as well. And then the last game, which is the first game I actually played, which was Miles Morales. This is the sequel to Spider-Man. But this is Miles' standalone story. Spoilers. Miles is at the very end of Spider-Man. He shows up, and now you're playing him. And you've taken the reins of Spider-Man as he goes to Europe, apparently. So you're taking over. And I tell you, this game, it's beautiful. It can definitely be played on PS4 because it's out on PS4. But what they did to where it plays on PS5, the people said this is the best ray tracing they've seen in a game. It's beautiful. It definitely plays it up, and you can play the game in two different ways, a fidelity and performance. Most people are playing a fidelity, because it's the way it plays, I think, makes sense, but it's all the bells and whistles, 30 frames per second, but uh, but you can play it at performance, which is, you know, I think they turn off ray tracing and everything, do 60, but the original Spider-Man was at 30, I believe. So, but regardless, and I will tell you, this game has one of the best soundtracks, just starting off, it just feels like Enter the Spider-Verse, where the soundtrack is part of the game. So it really feels like it's a compelling story with Miles. And if you really like Spider-Man, this is just taking up a notch because you've got Spider-Man's powers, but you also have Miles' powers, and his electricity are so cool. I'm just blown away. I think it's a great game. Regardless if you're playing on a PS4 or PS5, you'll have a great time. Eventually, if you get a PS5, that PS4 game will work on PS5, and you get the upgrade for free. So PlayStation 5, it's Whisper Quiet doesn't run hot. Time I heard it get a little loud was the disc that install. Discs are still very loud, regardless of whatever you do. Still have to spin. 
they still have to spin. Nope. But once it's done, because I also got this on disc, once it's done, the disc doesn't move. It's just there for DRM, uh, as Lee had mentioned. So it's there to, to play. But yeah, I think it's an awesome game. Definitely worth it. It's 50 bucks. But I mean, uh, from what I've heard, the game's about 10 hours long. So that's more like Lost uh, Legacy Uncharted, which was also a lesser priced game. But it's definitely not a uh, just a side side game. So definitely check it out. I haven't even picked up that game, but I just downloaded the soundtrack because you just talked it up. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I didn't realize Will Smith's son does a song. Yeah, Jaden, I'm like, ready. He's back. If he was the Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one that popped up. I was like, okay, all right. Check this out. Oh, well, that's what we've been playing, guys. We'll talk about Xbox Series X most like next episode. Hopefully, Mark, we will. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I am getting it tomorrow. So uh, my delivery update says it's in town unless something severe happens. Uh, my big fear right now and i'll see if you guys think i'm being a little extra uh which i definitely am uh but we'll (laughs) uh so i want to leave a note on my door because like i'll go to work tomorrow but like obviously my wife's home with the baby um but the the post guys around here are so bad at just like if they don't see a car they just like knock leave the little sticker on the door being like yeah you can pick this up tomorrow like middle fingers all around and then they just leave (laughs) so like seriously like my wife's been sitting in the living room that's like 20 feet away from the door and by the time she gets to the door the dude's already back in the van like gone and like that's happened a few times so like if that happens tomorrow i'm going to like just put my face through a desk like it's it's just going to be bad news. Um, so I want to leave a little note on the door being like, yo, someone's home. Just don't go anywhere. Um, so but she's like, no, don't be so ridiculous. Like if you don't get it tomorrow, I'm like, no, there's no there's no if you don't like just, put the note on the door. Just put up, yeah. a note on the door. Absolutely. OK, absolutely. See, this is I, I need say, you uh, to just tell say, me come inside. There's cookies. <laughs> just leave the door open. Leave yeah. the Batman cookie jar like on the. Yeah, just. Yeah. 100%. Let me tell you how. This is how extra I was for the delivery of my monitor. So I'm I'm watching our ring camera and <laughs> and I see, oh, there's there's activity in your carport. So I look and there's the guy hauling this ginormous box. And I said, all right, let me watch him as he's doing this. <laughs> and then I was about to turn on the microphone to say, be careful. <laughs> Please set it gently on the porch. <laughs> that was nearly the, the point where I was at. Thankfully, he, uh, he he set it down gently. And because Becky works from home, I messaged her right away. The monitor's there. It's on the side port. It's yeah, and this was port. already me. I was already up there grabbing it because I knew because I got the same <laughs> notification. And he had been bugging absolutely bugging my monitor is supposed to be coming today it's supposed to be coming today can you keep checking the cameras can you make sure that you bring it in i don't want this thing to be stolen i was like dude this Mm -hmm. is a 49 inch monitor (laughs) first and foremost it is not lightweight okay let me just put that out there because i've been the one that's been hauling in packages whenever you know his desk arrived whenever all of these things i mean i have died every time oh and our mattress i also lugged that in myself which was not lightweight whatsoever so i i went out and i got his monitor which i think is the lightest large purchase that he has made in a long time brought it in the house and then i see the message going can you bring this inside yeah already did it babe gotcha don't worry <laughs> you should have been like i just went out there's nothing there 
yeah. the funny thing is I'm watching I'm Bonnie watching her rattling. lug it in and then <laughs> and then I switch from the camera from our carport to the camera in our dining room watching her going be careful be oh careful my oh my god Sonny get out of there <laughs> amazing okay yeah, so that's it's good it. that I'm not that extra so no I'm, no no I'll no. make up a note after after no, recording your no. 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 your name's not Lee your name is okay. not Lee there is nothing extra about you. <laughs> really? Really, yeah. we're gonna go there? <laughs> well, we're gonna transition now to news, and this <laughs> might be part of the subject matter of mental health and video games. So, really, one of the things lately I've noticed, especially with the pandemic, is trying to connect with other people. Um, it has been interesting. You've had to be really creative in the ways that you're doing it. Um, and one thing we said as as Phoenix Overdrive to begin with was that um, gamers know how to connect with people virtually. It's something we have done for years. We have developed friendships across continents, um, across country, you know, found some local people even by accident that you've been playing with and you didn't even know it until you start talking about where you are. So this article on CNN actually um, came up um, out of London in regards to analyzing players' well-being. They only or um, analyzed a couple games. It wouldn't be what I would call a huge study as far as the sample of the people, but they really looked at Animal Crossing and Plants vs. Zombies um, Battle for neighbor Neighborville. Um, which clearly is not something I play because that did not roll off the tongue. Um, <laughs> but basically, there, the increase in playtime and everything, it helped improve mental health. And especially during a pandemic when we're socially isolated, when we're not seeing our friends and family, um, even something that we've been doing, virtual game nights of different things such as, you know, Jackbox games or like Among Us or whatever it is that we come up with, even an online version of Pictionary, which was really cool. Um, it, it's been the way that we've connected and actually something that recently we've done for our son and actually was sponsored by my company, a, a certain voucher amount, was OutSchool. And this is a really cool platform for kids that it's not just video games. There's a, a myriad of subjects on there. Um, but one of the things for him that we got him enrolled in was first an app design course. And now this one is a Minecraft social club for his age range. So weekly they have these meetups with this Minecraft social club. And not only is it helping him at his awkward age of 10 trying to figure out how to not be as socially awkward and connect, but it's connecting over a video game. Um, so video games and mental health. We know from all of the years that we have played video games, this is a huge part to not only our identities, but also mm -hmm. forming friendships, um, that you, you can't help but really see more now the, the connection between a good mental health and uh, a good gaming community. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as, as much as video games have been villainized in the past i think it's really good to see these kind of studies come out that uh we've known this as gamers we've known this yeah. for years that that like you said video games help us form friendships and help us uh get through things and you know escape from reality or or you know in, increase our reality when we can't see friends and family and that kind of stuff and uh i've talked 
numerous times about everything I went through last year with grandparents passing away away, and uh, that made me fall in love with Anthem because I could literally just kind of fly in a suit of armor and get away from everything uh, right to you know, being able to play my, my nephew just texted me. didn't know I was podcasting. We play every night. We're on different ends of the country, not every night, but like pretty close a few times a week, different ends of the country. And we can still connect through Fortnite. Uh, and you know, that's, that's our way of, uh, of just sitting down. I ask him how school was. He asked me how work was. We just kind of, you know, shoot the shit and play some Fortnite. It's, it's fantastic. So it is good to see legitimate studies backing up things that we've known for years. Yeah, Absolutely. And it's needed. It really is, especially mental health is such a stigma, um, which is so funny because I was actually just on a mental health podcast a couple nights ago. So um, it's such a stigma that talking about that more and also talking about another subject like video games, that is such a stigma. It's two powerful tools that um, with enough emphasis, I think, can really make some positive changes in a time where we're in such the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. with mental health right now for a lot yeah. of people for many many reasons yeah, yeah i mean sure. my wife had a birthday on saturday it was her 50th and that is a huge milestone and we were going to plan something big but we used zoom it was like the best thing i did with my gaming laptop we did zoom and i was a surprise to my wife she thought she was just gonna get a birthday surprise from a friend end up being 30 of her friends from different tiers of life it was fantastic oh, wow. And then we ended the, the, the call with uh, Jackbox. Jackbox has been a godsend because guess what? Not everybody is into you know traditional video games, you think, but Jackbox is the perfect meeting of those worlds where it's easy to play. Everybody's got a cell phone. It's it's perfect for that. And I, I think that where people, have once they see that, they're like, this is awesome. I want to play. And it just grows that. And then people learn about video games. So we've even talked about you know traditional board games and using technology to really get people together, like the House on Haunting Hill, different things like that, and using cameras and, you know, what is it, Dest- uh, Desktop Manager? What's the, 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 the software that allows you to do basically uh, tabletop gaming? Uh, tabletop Simulator? That's what it is. That's what it is. I was close. New, new Lee would save me. But, yeah, I mean, so I think this technology and getting people together, like people are going to, you know, I think most of us in the States – social gathering for the holidays is just not going to happen. So how do you do it? You put iPads at the, the dinner table, people look at each other, you, you FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're going to have to do. That's what we're going to have to do. Our uh, It's funny that you mentioned, you know, as as the pandemic was, was starting to really take hold, one of the things that we, that Becky and I started to do was uh, a weekly, uh, weekly game night with our friends. Um, you know, the ones that we'd normally have over here at our house and say, okay, you know, let's play this, that. So we started off with um, with the online version of Cards Against Humanity, and then, you know, we started trickling in, you know, some of the more diff- uh, other more interesting games, I guess you want to call it that. Um, one of them was uh, we we got our friends to download Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Perfect game. And it was, you know, at first they were like, okay, I'm not sure about this on the phone. I'm like, trust me, it'll work great on your phone. So, you know, they got it, uh, they got on their phone, and and they got sucked in to the point where. You know, it it was um, guys versus girls, and we were all yelling at each other whenever we weren't doing things the right way, and it, it was, was just so most much of the time because we beat yeah. you many occasions. The girls team was just it, awesome. The, the boys were just we just did not have it. I don't know what was going on. Normally, <laughs> when we have like card nights, the, like we'd have like guys versus girls, and you know there was a time there where the guys were just dominant with whatever card game. All of a sudden, pandemic hits. Boys, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, my boys, what's going on? So, 
It was yeah, redemption. It, yeah, it was redemption. So yeah, no, definitely, it's it's been uh, it, it's it's definitely taken a hold now in our society because people have realized video games aren't so bad. Yeah. Video games are actually fun. Like even the ones who are like so who stigmatized it so much, like how many how much uh what were the sales of animal crossing within that first what first six weeks mm-hmm. it was astounding mm-hmm. it was in the it's peak a, of the pandemic and I, it was I think it's already the second best selling switch game or something yeah. like that it's, it's yeah something like that it's top and, three it's 20 something million it's it's ridiculous yeah. and it's the perfect social game if it only it actually had real voice game. chat though <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with Nintendo. That's, that's we can be social, not, but not. man, oh man, let's make it difficult. Oh uh, yeah. God, we got to bring Sorry. up that salty nature of Nintendo, right? <laughs> I know. I, I always have to comment on that, but yeah, it's perfect. I mean, I think, and and you know, uh, work parties. I'm in charge of the the virtual entertainment for our, our holiday work party, so uh, we're gonna have lots of fun games lined up. So it's it's really important that we entertain each other, and games break the ice because sometimes people feel really uncomfortable have small talk. And yeah. games can break the ice, so it's really important to do this. So, yeah, I agree with this. I, like I said, I met Ray Azorio on a line playing uh, Destiny, and I trusted to trust a stranger when he could have called me a dumb noob, and that's how I met Al <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to have to bring that up to El Capitan. He's never talked down to the noobs. No, no, he never has. He was super nice. <laughs> he brought me along, and he's always mentioned that he'd be my shirt anytime, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so so some people just feel like I I feel socially awkward, socially awkward when I game with people because I always feel like oh do I have to say something if I talk start talking I can't talk and play video games at the same time I'm horrible it's like chewing gum and doing that my brain doesn't work so uh, that's where I'm like oh it's it's so good to have people that are just very welcoming and allow you to be horrible as they uh, put you on your soldier shoulder I mean, and carry she and I game together and we bring other people in who's never gamed with us. They are shocked at how we speak to each other. And I'm going, that's normal. I still love her. Oh, my God. She's the best thing in the world. But when we're gaming, we're not married. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no marriage in Overcooked. <laughs> no. Any, any game. That's why you I should have heard the language on Overcooked. Oh, my gosh. Like I we were experienced playing that the, the, uh, the two of us with our two kids were playing all uh, Overcooked together. And there was this one level that the kids were just not listening and I think I blew a gasket at that point because I told, I yelled at both kids. I said, would you just bleep and bleep, 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 and you bleep, bleep, bleep. And they're like, yes, daddy. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he blows gaskets. Amazing. Can you imagine? I mean, there's Amazing. no, there's no temper in, in that background at all. <laughs> None whatsoever. Uh, you know. So I think what we've learned is video games can bring out the best and, and maybe worst. the worst. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, with that, we do have a return to form of a oft-forgotten pioneer in PC performance. AM Big Red. Big Red. Team Red. That's right. Team Red. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had a resurgence in, back in the Athlon days. They took the performance crown. And I don't know if they got lazy, what happened, but Intel came back, and now we've got AMD has been really the heart of modern-day consoles. They're back again, powering the consoles, but they are now back in with not only fantastic CPUs, but GPUs. And that is something NVIDIA does not have, and I think that's why they got ARM. Well, that's uh, that's that's exactly it. Is uh, ARM is going to probably be NVIDIA's entry into the CPU space, uh, but with... 
what's been going on this year um, for PC gaming as a whole. Uh, you know, we had uh, we had that September announcement by NVIDIA to bring in, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, to bring out Ampere as an architecture and the RTX 3000 line, which has it's a phenomenal card, but it's just where's the stock? It's not available. You can't buy it anywhere. Um, you know, and, and the same thing, too, with AMD is now here they are with their CPU lineup. Uh, it just absolutely destroying Intel, the top to bottom. Their Intel has no, has nothing to, nothing to show up for. <laughs> they, they have nothing to deliver, uh, and and that's very disheartening because in the PC space, you know, I'm always, I've always been the type of person to say, we want competition. We want these two companies to go at each other. We want them mm-hmm. to push the limit of each other, and. AMD has just has just taken such a lead when it came to the CPU space that uh, even their mid-level uh, CPU that they just released is potentially beating Intel's top of the line. I mean, that that's tells awesome. you something. That's, yeah. that's, just, that's just an insane performance that it's coming out of a mid-level CPU that it's being able that it's taking on their 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 top of the top of the line. So. Um, the other, as you mentioned, the other part to AMD's resurgence now is that they finally put out a GPU that is noteworthy, that is capable of going toe to toe with with NVIDIA. And one of the, I think one of the most intriguing parts of the whole thing is the fact that they have made it so the CPU and the GPU are meld are, are kind of molding together mm-hmm. into this it, it, with this ability to push out the most incredible performance on PC uh, from, from from both sides. So, you know, with NVIDIA seeing this, they the funny thing is they actually reverse engineered the whole thing kind of and, and are saying, you know, we can do this too. And not just with Intel CPUs, but also with AMD CPUs. Mm. I mean, this is just, uh, this is the, the type of, uh, I, I guess, Com- uh, not combat, but just the type of like uh, situation where you want them to compete with each other because they're they're just they're putting it out there and they're hitting all these numbers that are just insane when it comes to you know performance. I mean, you're looking at the performance at 1080p at 1440 at 4K and you're seeing frame rates up up into 200s and it's just wild, like absolutely wild. And I I for one am very excited because I just I had to get a temporary upgrade to my main gaming rig because my previous uh, processor <clears throat> which is more of a workstation processor it's more for for content creation than anything it was starting to show its inabilities to do things mm-hmm. so a week before extra life i said to becky well looks like i gotta upgrade my motherboard and cpu right before game day she goes really are you <laughs> kidding me why why does this happen every time <laughs> it's always timing with extra life whether it's a correct mm. motherboard yes. or you know Whatever we had, I think it was bad RAM one year. No. There were so many different things that just. And then you know, I had to tell her. I, I told her this with this upgrade. I said, I'm not sure if this is going to work with what setup I have with my current setup. And she goes, Well, why? I said, Well, I have four of those NVMe drives, and I don't know if it's going to recognize all five at once. And so I had to like calculate. I said, Wait, I think I might able I might be able to make this work if I put. You know, once one NVMe drive here, one here, one here, one here, I get all four. I think it might work. So finally, I get it all hooked up, 
and she heard me from the basement yell, oh my god, it works! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was almost ready to tell him to upgrade his case and go to the dual, you know, two-in-one PC, but <laughs> that's because I'm an not. enabler. My PC's got a baby inside. <laughs> it, that's basically it. So, you know, I was able to get all four of my NVMe drives, so I have my 8-terabyte raid zero drive that's that's just blazing fast so anytime like i install a game to it, it's I ever like, tell you done. pcs are a bad investment <laughs> bad investment uh, it's not for me though i don't believe they're a bad investment because this is something that's going to last me longer no it's of... not you're going to upgrade in a year okay for the general that's because i'm a madman for the exactly, general exactly. user, for the general use use case scenario, we need. Okay, sorry, we need to look at my PC for that because you know whenever there's an upgrade or a change or something yeah, to that effect, it's always future proofed. But um, I I have to say for the the normal person looking at like my computer, it it really is a phenomenal investment because I really don't have to do much to it and I can play everything on it. You know, no console required. Well, except for needing a PlayStation you, to stream games when you remote to play my computer. <laughs> yeah, right. I do. I remote play all the time. I'm terrible. The consoles are there, but I remote play. See, and, and I'm the opposite. So I, I used to build my own PCs, but typically you have a lot of different parts from different manufacturers, warranties. There's a lot of time invested in that. I got my most recent laptop, which is I love it. But Lee, I was trying to do AMD, but the problem was the limiter was the Risen mobile chips did not support um, anything higher than a RTX 2060. If 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 you're looking at the Ryzen the 4000 series, yeah, for the laptops, I do believe they have a limitation when it comes to their PCIe yeah. lanes. But again, you got an RTX what 2060? 2070. I got the 2070. You got an RTX. Yeah, 2070. 2070. I love it. It's a great laptop. Is it it's a super? Great price range. It's it's the Max Q because I wanted a thin okay. and I wanted it light. I didn't want to be lugging around a 10 pound laptop. So <laughs> you mean like uh, my MSI laptop that I exactly yeah <laughs> my but hardcore I mean, gaming laptop that's exactly. not light. But I I love the fact that that was now an option. So I love that that's now an option. And the laptop I have is now reason I have a laptop is because I realized um, a Series X was not going to ever support vr and that's what i wanted it for so my Oculus quest i can do vr i my old laptop was a limiter because of the 1060 which was yep. at the, the min spec for half-life alec vr with my 2080 ti it's oh, just insane it's gotta be crazy it's gotta oh be my crazy. gosh i was when i was just playing um i was playing project cars mm-hmm. on it project cars too and i sat here and i'm going I'm driving a car. <laughs> oh my god! It, it was insane, yeah. and then playing uh, Elite Dangerous on it too was Ooh. just phenomenal. I mean, as a space sim, that was just ridiculous with, with the graphical fidelity that I experienced on VR. So, yeah. You know, just that, as I mean, a spoiler alert, Todd, we're going to have a very fun project coming up very sp- soon. Speaking of yeah. VR, and you know how our houses—we're all, all yeah. four of us are PC. So just just wait. Stay tuned for that funness. Um, I don't know if you've got it, but I have the Oculus Quest 1. Going wirelessly with VR, uh, I use um, virtual desktop streaming. So much better than the link cable. It's my shoulder heels. I will play more. AMD is powering this next generation consoles. Switch is the only one on uh, NVIDIA hardware. The thing with NVIDIA, too, is... They, their entire architecture is powered by such a ridiculous AI system that 
it is my feeling, and this is kind of a segue into Mark's section about the, the Nintendo Switch, is <laughs> that the next iteration of the Switch, whatever it may be, you might be looking at that being an Ampere-powered um, device because they, they've, they have everything literally in the cloud. It's an AI cloud system mm. that is just powering everything in Ampere. And, you know, you, you might be looking at literally the most powerful Nintendo console coming up soon. Because so. of what, because of what, uh, what Nvidia has uh, has been able to create as far as architecture, and the, the the funny thing is, this is not this is not their greatest work yet. Because coming up after Ampere is what's called Hopper, which is going to be a multi chiplet um, architecture. So whatever they have coming out for that, I, I I will I will be amazed by it because it's they've they've they're known for their ability to really go above and beyond what is expected out of them amazing we actually talked about the cloud gaming benefits of the next switch and uh lte and that kind of stuff little curveball with uh with this next story is nintendo actually launched the top rated new console of the holiday season according to ign and that new console is the 35th anniversary edition Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch. I had I had the Game and Watches years ago when that, I was a little kid. What what's this cost in the states? Fifty dollars, forty dollars, fifty bucks. Yeah. I think yep. 60, uh, 60 up here. Uh, and according to IGN, I just thought this was hilarious because there's new, uh, you know, $500, $600 consoles, uh, depending on where you are or whatever, uh, that are launching and they're the most powerful consoles, the fanciest things, the biggest, best, brightest. And Nintendo launches this little thing with Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, the lost levels and ball. If you remember the game and watch, it's just ball. You're just juggling ball. a couple of balls. Uh, so they <laughs> did that. It's also a clock. Todd has oh, one right I here. love it. Mine, <laughs> mine should actually arrive possibly tomorrow. So I will get it around the same time as my Xbox Series X. And uh, I can't wait to try this thing. But according to IGN, the Xbox Series S got a 7 out of 10. The Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 got an 8 out of 10. And this Game & Watch scored a 9 out of 10. So it is IGN's top-rated new uh, <laughs> video game hardware of the holiday season, and I thought that was delightful. So that's that's it, short and sweet, new consoles. Uh, kind of leads into the bonus round, though. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that. that. fantastic. Yeah, I, I have I have I would not give it that high of a score. I've got one no. right here, guys. <laughs> okay. um, first of all, um, it's not even a watch. It's like a clock. It's a clock. So yeah. it's a, it's it's that's the first lie. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have like any like it doesn't even have like alarm setting. So folks, this thing is pretty basic in regards to the time telling. So Nintendo, there's no stand. If you're gonna have a clock, it needs to have a stand. Here you go, Excellent. Todd. I've got a stand for you. I was just gonna Perfect. say I, I I'm ordering a stand for mine. <laughs> when just because I, was, I want uh, that as my like my bedside clock. That was like something that my, my watch mom wakes would me carry in, in her purse for me because, you know, I was like a six or seven year old with a game and watch walking around. She didn't want me to lose it. Mm-hmm. But that, that was, I mean, God, the memories of playing on that were just, ooh, Britt takes me back. Takes me back. <laughs> Which one did you have? You're going to have to find I had, one. Uh, I yeah. had the one It was the guy juggling uh, back and forth like pies or flaming, it, I think. Um, 
is it uh, the juggler or something like that? Mario the juggler or something like that? Right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and my wife had the octopus one, and yes. I ended up finding her little keychain version that was solar powered. Yep. Uh, those awesome. days. Yeah, I can't wait for mine to arrive. I actually said if the uh, the Xbox got delayed anymore, and this is why I'm kind of blaming my Xbox problems on uh, Canada Post. Although, you know, Best Buy Canada is a little bit to blame for not shipping them out sooner. But uh, I wanted to do an experiment and I ordered my game and watch from Best Buy as well because I don't learn. Uh, (laughs) I ordered that Friday from them, but it went pure later. So it might arrive tomorrow as well. So I ordered my Xbox back in September. I ordered this on Friday and then might arrive the same day. And that's just staggering. Look Uh, at the little flap right there, Mark. It's a little special thanks to you. Yeah. Little Mario. So many little Easter eggs and stuff, and it, it, even just in the packaging, uh, it's it's got great fanfare. That was one of the things that got it highly rated on on IGN. And uh, you know, with with IGN scale, you have to kind of keep in mind that they're comparing this as a fifty dollar item, not comparing it really like you know power scale wise to that. So so this story is definitely a bit you know reductionist and uh really just played up for the laughs but i just got a big kick out of that seeing these three little hardware video game hardware reviews being like eight eight nine so it was uh i just i just got a good kick out of that but that does lead us into the bonus round right todd it does so we've talked about everybody you know jumping on board we've had some you know a comedy of errors and people getting their consoles some some xbox series x apparently have started taking up vaping which is very <laughs> weird come on kids stay off the vape and console like i mentioned with playstation some of its limitations they're always kind of iffy at launch because they're great but they're going to be better eventually cheaper and so that's why a lot of people don't jump on board they like i have a pile of games i'm a pc gamer why would i need this and uh and becky and and lee didn't upgrade so we thought wanted kind of their opinion on this too so mm-hmm. but one of the things i wanted to cover is kind of like the main arguments why people don't upgrade at launch mark and you and i were talking about this we're kind of like yeah because typically there's two it would say excuses why you don't so yeah. i'll go over the first one you go over the second one sure. they, they're waiting for a price drop so for some reason, people think the price will drop within six months, a year. So I did a little investigation. The only console I could find that really dropped right away was the 3DS. And that's yeah. console. That Ambassador was a for $250 and dropped $70 like six months in. That is a rarity, though. Mm-hmm. Last gen, which we can call it now, PS4 took two years and finally dropped 50 bucks. That system was on fire. And really didn't have a need to. And the only reason they did that was because I think they were leaning the the supply chain down because they eventually launched a Slim and a PS4 Pro. And really, it's only a $50 drop. Like, that's not even a full game. No. That's a $50 price drop. Two years. Like, that is crazy when you think about it. Like, if you're saying, no, I, I don't want to justify the price. It'll drop eventually. And you wait two years at thinking, like, you know, you know like, who doesn't get $50 worth in two years of a console? Like, if you're thinking, you know, dollar per hour played or whatever, however you shake it down, like, the math just does not work for that one. Yeah, and I mean, and something that's common these days now, at least we can say with this generation, typically – 
the these systems launched with very limited libraries. So you'd say, I'm waiting for the library to grow. This generation, you really don't have that excuse anymore because they play everything from the last gen, which is mm-hmm. essentially a Game Pass and better. PS PS Now, and that gets you a ton of games for free. So you, and you can play them better. So it's like, hey, we kind of taken on the way another opportunity to to disrupt that. Uh, conversation, especially if you missed out. A lot of people missed out on this gen, too. Um, but with Xbox One, seven months after they launched at $500, they dropped $100. But how did they do that, Mark? Remove the everyone's favorite accessory, the Kinect. So Just Dance, or what was the game? Uh, Everybody Dance Now. Uh, 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 there's the, the mountain climbing one. Yes. Where you stood in your living room was doing like this EA? like a drunk mime cat. Was it there? Didn't EA do some type of like fitness thing? Sure. I think that was the mountain climbing one that yeah. I'm, I'm miming right now. Yeah. Even though this is an audio only <laughs> podcast and it's only you three that can see me doing my hands up and you down. You look like, like a idiot. happy cat, Mark. You look like the happy cat doing his pump. Yeah, there you go. Only with two hands. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so that's, this that's the other example is the Switch. There's been no price drop on Switch. They've added bundles yep. and done other things, but still, almost four years later, they're still at $300 for the system they launched with, with some tweaks. Wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah, there was that slight, uh, it was a battery and maybe slight processing increase, but nothing major. They still haven't fixed drift, for God's sake. Like, <laughs> And they, they only bundle on special occasions. I mean, if you go out and get... A normal switch, nine times out of ten, you're you're still like you know they'll do Black Friday deals and they'll throw in you know Super Mario Kart, which is a 56 year old game at this point, like that launched <laughs> on the Wii U. Like this, yeah, it, it, Switch is just getting away with it. And we keep saying every year, we keep saying, oh yeah, no, this will be the oh the new consoles are launching or they're launching this big thing. The Switch can't keep up. They'll have to do a big price drop. It never happens, and they keep selling more Switches than ever before. So it's it's just wild. Absolutely. Nintendo typically doesn't drop the price of their games either. Maybe there'll be some sales. Beyond that, you cannot wait until those games get cheaper because you'll be waiting forever. Eventually, they will launch their, like, their what, the Player's Choice line or whatever. Mm-hmm. Typically, three to four years later after the console launches, you can get those games for like 20 bucks or whatever. So that may happen too. So Becky and Lee is what is your rationale? I mean, we're going to go into other reasons, but is price an issue right now? I wouldn't say it's price considering what we spend on PC parts. <laughs> um, I, I just want to put that out there. Like price, not that we're, you know, money bags at all. I mean, you know, we work hard for what we get. Um, but it, it's, I, I think it's more Lisa like the, making it rain. Like. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I think the big thing for us is just really, we we're not a big fan of launch to begin with mm-hmm. um, because there's always so many issues. There's so many updates. There's so many different things that all of a sudden they're like, oops. Uh, yeah. Our consoles are smoking um, hazardous mm-hmm. to your health. Sorry about your, <laughs> your loss there. Um, or, you know, whatever the case may be like we, we never really have been, day one launch people um, because we have been so historically PC, mm-hmm. uh, especially for me. I mean, my consoles, I hate to say it. They, they really are mainly my PlayStation um, mm-hmm. there to stream it to my PC more than 
play it on my console just because of that remote play. And the, the sad part is it looks better on my computer than it does on the TV just because of, you know, the way that it comes across and it, it hmm. changes the look of it. Um, so for the PlayStation, especially, um, Without any game that really draws me to PlayStation 5, my PlayStation 4 is perfectly fine. And I'm remote playing it on my computer, which is making it look better. Um, and with the, the backwards compatibility, I mean, that's great for somebody who doesn't want to lose their library of games. But for somebody who already has the PlayStation 4 to upgrade, it's not really worth it. Um, there's not that grab. And I think that's my big issue is... You know, it doesn't have that exclusive that you have to get the newest version of the console. And that's something I think we've been really clamoring for years is to get that that exclusive that just makes you want to run out and get that system. Like there is no holding back. But that may also be nostalgia of how competitive the video game market used to be in comparison to now. Um, so it, it really isn't price. It's just I can do it on my my PC. Um, with the, the current gen, well, I'm sorry, now it's the, the prior gen console, um, mm. and that's it. Switch, Nintendo is a different story. I mean, there's the, that's just different. That's a, a different story. That's a different feeling. It's a different nostalgia. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will sit there and play on the Switch, no question, um, for quite a while until I kill the thing. But um, <laughs> the, the PlayStation or the Xbox... That's really if there's a game that we want to play together as a family, that's usually when we touch that. And that's usually hockey or overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question. PC rarely has the new game, though, I would say, except for VR. I think VR is like the game changer on PC. It's been MMOs, maybe some tactical games, but there really aren't many exclusive only games you can play on PC that really stress the hardware. There's some that are VR. I would say VR is the main thing. Do so you guys do upgrade your PCs quite a lot, but it seems like there's not a game that's driving that behavior. I can play that game from like 2015 at a higher resolution. It's a better performance, but it's not necessarily the new experience. PC doesn't really innovate on controllers. It's still keyboard and mouse primarily. Uh, it's not typically dealing with vibration or other inputs. So that's why I'm thinking PC, it's VR. Really, that's where that's going the next level because Xbox isn't doing VR. PlayStation does VR, but it's really the worst way to play VR in certain ways. So <laughs> that's why I upgraded my PC because I want VR to be better. I, I think that really it, um, I, I understand that perspective completely. Um, but when you're talking about a game that I had never played on a console, which was horizon zero dawn, mm -hmm. because I was like, meh, okay, it's a cute game. Um, but graphically it could have been done so much better. And then when I saw it released on PC and I was like, oh, okay, all right, back the truck up. Now I'm going to play this game because there's there's a difference between releasing it on every platform and choking your PC back on a, a lower resolution um, because of the fact that they need to keep it at a ro lower resolution so as not to make the console players feel bad. And I don't <laughs> mean that in like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying not to be No, mean that's when okay because the that. hardware is seven years old. I think that's my thing is I know what the, the capabilities are with uh, a well-built computer that has newer technology and how much more amazing it can look. Like I said, Ghost of Tsushima, I play it remotely for that reason. It is a gorgeous game. Absolutely gorgeous, no matter where you're playing it. But you throw it even through remote play on the computer, 
and just the way that it comes across, the way that my monitor portrays mm. not only that story audio-wise, but visually, is just breathtaking. The game itself is breathtaking. I mean, I yeah. can't say that enough. But yeah. just seeing it on my, my PC monitor and seeing it with my PC processing, you know, part of it, um, even though it is a remote connection, it's just gorgeous. And I enjoy it so much more. Or even first-person shooters. Um, to be honest, when it comes to a controller, forget it. <clears throat> I suck. Mouse is fantastic, but I feel like keyboard is not ergonomic. Well, it's all digital input. It's not analog. It's too many more buttons to input. So I, I, I stopped playing first-person shooters. I'm like, my hands are hurting. Keyboards are never designed for gaming. I, I hate <laughs> keyboards. You have to do multiple inputs to get the same input on a control. But that that's more to, that's more to a historical experience than anything because, I mean, for us, this is natural. It's it's just a natural feel for it. I mean, I will sit here and I can just lean back, put my hand on my keyboard, and I'd feel fine. But when you put my hand on a controller, it, it, there, there's there's it's different for me. It's much more different with a keyboard. You throw in any game, and I am happy to play on my WASD with my <laughs> pinky on my control key, with my thumb on my space bar, and I'm good to go. I'm, I'm absolutely good to go. It makes my hands hurt. It's <laughs> and that's so funny because when we were playing like Brawlhalla, just a couple rounds, my hands are cramping up from the console. See, I used to play piano. I have the natural bubble because the piano yes. playing. So when I'm holding onto my mouse or my keyboard, I naturally have that, that bubble hand gesture. But you turn that bubble hand gesture sideways and, you know, I feel like the guy from Scary Movie um, that has the really small hand. <laughs> That's me with a controller. It doesn't matter. I do better on the PlayStation, but I still cramp up severely. Um, it's it's different. And I think it also has to do with where your hand strength is. Like if you've if you've historically played on console and you've been used to that position and your your muscles and your hands are doing that on a regular basis, that's a different story. My thumbs are weak. Okay. I've got weak thumbs. You probably went against me in a thumb war because of that, because <laughs> of the console and all of the different sticks. Versus, you know, on on my PC it's spacebar. Woo, that's a big role in my life. And then holding the side of my mouse. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the different strengths and also where you're comfortable. But I grew up on PC gaming. That is my home. I, I think it's always going to be my home in that regard, just because I'm so much more comfortable. I feel personally like I have so much more precision because of those extra inputs that have to be done. Um, I'm controlling it in a, a way that I understand it. And comparatively to that controller where I feel like I have 10 times less control oh, really? just because it's already pre-mapped a lot of the information you can't. She and I historically like the, the one game that I will continue to cite as the game that really just defined the keyboard for me is World of Warcraft. And that was because for my character literally had to remember 30 or 40 different spells. <laughs> so I had to key bind all of them. And the thing is I, I created macros and it's, it's what allowed me to to kind of be very familiar with my keyboard and for me to be in sync with it. And the thing is, you know, I see it and it's just a natural existence. It's, it is an extension of, of my hand for me. So, you know, if I just closing my eyes, I'm thinking to myself, all right, if I hit control one, that's 
That's for my, as I like to call it, my God mode for my hunter. Or control <laughs> two is to summon my pet. Control three is to heal my pet. Control four is to, you know, do this or that. It just the whole thing just, it's a natural extension of my hand. And therefore, for, for me, a controller, yeah, it's great. I love controller for things like sports games or like platformers. But keyboard is, it, keyboard and mouse has to be where I need to be when it comes to shooters, when it comes to MMOs, when it comes to when it comes to uh, RTSs. Yeah, you know? RTS makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You know that that I showed Becky how I did it on on keyboard with StarCraft, and she was just that makes a lot of sense to to do it that way. You know, key binding my 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 units, key binding my bases, you know, things of that nature. So no, I I get it. I get the difficulty with with keyboard and mouse. It's not for everybody. The other reasons people people <laughs> wait for a revision. So, Mark, take us through how revisions did last generation. Yeah, so last gen we saw a few different revisions. Uh, we already talked about the Switch one, which was uh, 30 months, a little over two years. You had the, uh, the Switch Lite and the better battery Switch, so that took a little while. Uh, but not too much uh, when when you compared it to the other consoles. So PS4 saw a revision three years later with the PS4 Slim and the PS4 Pro. Xbox One saw a revision in three years with the One S, and then four years with the Xbox One X, which uh, you know we're definitely seeing is kind of a a stopgap uh, mid you know, jump upgrade kind of thing. So, um, yeah, if you're waiting for a revision again, those kind of, they they don't always come with a price drop. Uh, if you're waiting for hardware revisions, like, you know, right now we're at this point where, yeah, you can play games on an Xbox one or a base PS4 or whatever your old stuff. But we've said this time and time again, like we're all waiting for that game. That's, or that, you know, a few games that are saying, you know, this is only going to run on PS5. This is only going to run on the Xbox series. Um, you know, when those games are going to come sooner than three years. So if that's, if that's your, you know, if they're doing the same kind of timeline for a revision, you're going to miss out on probably a year, maybe two years of, of, uh, exclusive gaming, um, which, which is fine. I mean, if you want to wait that long and, uh, then you have a built-in library, that's a great way to go. Uh, for someone like me, I can't wait to get my new, uh, shiny new hardware and take advantage of all that stuff. But, uh, there's, there's definitely, no right or wrong answer but uh you know if that's your only excuse is uh, waiting for a revision unless you're you know worried about early adopter or uh, you know malfunctions which you know we've seen <laughs> red ring of death don't remind me about all that kind of stuff uh smoking units whatever um you know consoles going to the bad side of town and vaping with all the street use uh it's it's uh risky right so um there's pros and cons either way you look at it yeah, and this in, in this in this instance, the systems didn't always get cheaper, and they didn't get markedly that better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they lose things. Like I think the PS4 Slim lost a couple USB ports. The Xbox One S um, it did improve performance a little bit. Uh, added a 4K drive, so that was a good thing. But with the f- Xbox One X, it made things a lot better. But you were back at 500 bucks. So it was a scenario where waiting a long time, four years into a generation, to to wait to upgrade. But jump in where you want. I mean, and that's, that's where really I jumped into Xbox yeah. this generation. You know, I had yeah. PlayStation, and that was great. And then I saw the One X, and I said, that's you know, that's what I need. I, I want that. I want to experience this super powerful console. And I figured I'd be upgrading sooner rather than later to these new ones. But, you know, that was, again, where I decided to jump in. And 
and then was able to sell my one X for a decent amount of money to go towards the series X. So it, it still retained some value. So, that, I mean, for me, this generation on the Xbox side, that was a great time to jump in for me. Um, and I enjoyed the hell out of the PS4 closer to launch. Yeah. And, and the, the good thing about uh, these consoles now, you can always, uh, you know, you can, you can do it like we do, Mark. Sometimes we upgrade and we benefit others with the old consoles. We share, we sell at a cheaper price or your kids get them, which is nice. Uh, or it's kind of neat with the PlayStation 5. Your PlayStation 4, you can basically stream your PS5 to your PS4. So like what Rebecca does with streaming, Xbox does the same thing, too, which is really cool. I don't know if you guys have ever done that before, where you can stream your Xbox to your PC as well. Guys, the good news is these new consoles will support keyboard and mouse. <laughs> well, 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 here's the thing. We already use keyboard and mouse on the other consoles. So. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You're already there. You're already there. Yeah. Yes. No. I, I think what as far as the revisions, that's never been a thing for us. Um, Like we've never gone. I'm going to wait. I think the one thing that holds me back is obviously COVID sucks. OK, COVID sucks, period, for so, so many reasons. Um, Usually when we're getting hyped for new releases is E3. And this year just kind of obviously fell flat. They did their own little things, but any of those gaming shows um, were not what they normally are. And I think for us, that's that's what killed the hype. So I'm hoping that this next year, being optimistic here with things turning around, or at least people getting a better grasp on virtual, we're going to get an E3-ish of the years past, I hope, where that, that hype comes in so that um, more people understand from the the perspective of okay this is why you want to upgrade or guess what we're doing this is what's going to make you upgrade that's what i'm optimistically hoping for because i want it to be another year of um being that huge gaming year like we said that a couple years ago this was the best year of games um and then it kind of felt like okay once we hit that mark it wasn't so so you know, great. Like there were great things that came out, but you hit that high and it was like, okay, what do we do now? Um, so I'm hoping that that's what's going to ha- happen with the new consoles being released. I'm hoping that there's going to be some severe hype. Um, maybe we'll finally get certain games that have been delayed for about a decade at this point in time, cyberpunk. And, um, Jesus, that was salty. <laughs> oh my God. You're right. You're right. Nine Mercy. years and counting. Yeah, yeah, but you know, that's that's my hope. That's my hope yeah. that I think that's a big reason why at a launch we're not seeing as much hype from some of us that are more hesitant and I'm hoping to see that that hype does return so that, you know, Lee can come home one day going, "Oh, by the way, I <laughs> guess what we're getting." <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. And the good news is with you guys with Game Pass, you're kind of covered for the Xbox games. If you've got it, so you're good to go. Uh, Series X, though, is a great opportunity to play your games on TV. And if that option is there, too, or the S, and it's a great gift for a kid for 300 bucks. And So that is it for the show. Let us know what you're thinking about upgrading. Are you holding out? Why are you doing it? And if you are, let us know what we want to hear about. Mark, before we tell people how they can do that, uh, but before we leave, tell the people here how they can support you and the good work that you do take it away dear this is not me this is you okay well first of all you guys can uh, check out our website phoenixoverdrive.com forward slash 2020 raffles that has our uh our three big raffles going on this year uh, one is a ps5 uh console which has the, which is a disc edition uh the other one is a series x and uh we also have a nintendo switch light gray 
uh, bundle, which includes uh, an extra set of Joy-Cons and a, th- uh, a 128 gig uh, micro SD card that we're throwing in there. So um, definitely a nice, uh, nice package that we have. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Overdrive, um, where you can find out all of our extra life activities. Uh, fundraising is going on until December 31st this year. So head to our group page and uh, find somebody that you'd like to donate to. Um, I know there's still a few people who are still working at it. Uh, we've got a couple incentives for them. The Our top fundraiser of the year will be rewarded with a Nintendo Switch, uh, the newer one with the better battery, also with an extra set of Joy-Cons. So, uh, you know, nice, nice uh, prize right there for them. At the moment, I do believe uh, one Mr. Sean Capri is leading the pack with uh, over $2,300 raised. Uh, we've got a couple wow. of uh, other uh, other couple uh, people in our team who uh, were uh, coming up. Uh, they're, they're around $1,100-ish or so. Um, uh, let's see, Matt Knight, uh, Mr. Skinny Matt, uh, he's uh, coming in at about eight fifty. So, you know, we're, we're getting people still fundraising throughout the year. So my awesome. hope is that we hit the $11,000 mark, which will surpass what we did in 2019 and that was with an actual game date event um so if we if we couldn't get to 11,000 then you know it everything that we've had to go through this year uh you know will, will be not worth it but <laughs> it, it's it, it'll just uh make it so it, this is this was a successful event in our eyes uh you know just we're, we're almost there so hopefully uh, within the next couple of weeks or so we'll we'll break that number um yeah, I and I don't have a podcast of ours to shill right now because we're on hiatus yet again. We gotta get gotta get that thing all squared away. We take a lot invite this man on your podcast, or invite Becky and leave Lee behind. She's been to more like frequent podcast guests lately because nobody likes me anymore. No, I I I it's a different perspective. <laughs> it um, is, especially considering, like I said, the last one I just did two days ago was mental health. Um, being a mental health podcast. So I have turned into a serial podcast guest. I have enjoyed it immensely because I don't have to plan anything out, uh, nor do I have to come up with the topic or the script. I just show up, smile, and uh, do what I do best, talk. <laughs> she doesn't have to deal with me or Ray at the same time. <laughs> that too. I don't have to, uh, you know, mom them. So it's great. Well, thank you both for being on. You do great work. And once again, we support you, and we've been hyping you guys up in the work you do. So thank you for being on. It's been a pleasure. You, you both you do know that if, if next year there's no COVID, you both are expected to come down here. I almost drove down last year. I know. I, except, you know, you had the pregnant wife and, you know, Disney trip. The, yeah. Yep. That stuff happens. But uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Fingers I, crossed. I've never been to New York and I would love to go. So, yes, we okay. will try to make that happen in 2021. So, Mark, uh, if they want to reach out to these fine folks and mm-hmm. us, well, how they do that? Well, you can find us uh, on Twitter at co underscore op mode underscore pod at T Oxtra and at the underscore Canardian. You can also find, uh, find us on the Facebook group and page secret friends unite. You can call the hotline. If you'd like to leave a little message, leave your experience with next gen or new gen or whatever you want to call it gaming or anything else that, uh, that we've covered on the show or that you want us to cover eight, seven, two, 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 five, 
1-800-242-2496. And uh, subscribe to our other shows. If you're listening to this on the solo feed, which uh, is new, you can find over at thecanardian.com. Uh, you can uh, find the full Secret Friends Unite network, uh, including this show, Secret Friends Unite, Code 47, and uh, and all that kind of good stuff on uh, any podcast service uh, out there, pretty much. I think we're, we're pretty much everywhere. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yes, I believe he likes our show, too. So with that, thank you once again, Lee and Becky, for being on. Mark, always a pleasure. With that, those folks, just remember, it's always better to game together. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Amateur science. We do what we must because we can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. But there's no sense crying over every mistake. You just keep on trying till you run out of cake. And the science gets done, and you make a neat plan for the people who are still alive. Thank you.